Sunday we got into uh, relationships. Uh, well, we got into communication. So we talked about some patient communication. We talked about assertiveness, you know, uh, not assumed intent, but sharing the effect. Uh, and we've talked about catchable language, you know, not giving great content in a, pack in a package of razor blades. So we want to get into active listening uh, today, you know, listening more <laughs> than you're speaking. Uh, scripture says, be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to wrath. Slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath. And the interesting thing is we read a lot of scriptures, and, and we know a lot of scriptures, and we're going to get into this probably with the, the men on, on the weekend we have with them. And a lot of us probably don't realize we're doing our, our, Christ, our Christian walk is, I heard this phrase in a Christian movie, uh, it's been by addition as opposed to submission and in this particular movie the guy was saying um, he says uh, you know what's your walk really about you know scriptures and this that and the other he said is your life with Christ about you adding Christ to your life or is it about you submitting to Christ and I think what we're trying to do I was sharing this with a young man uh, in another state this morning I was sharing with them I said you know what I, I said I said, addition is, has its merits. You want to have Christ added into your life. I said, so some people have fully added Christ and partially submitted to Christ. Mm. Uh, some people haven't added Christ at all. We, we know that. But, but so you got to ask yourself, where are you? Have you just added him along but are still living the same life uh, with Christ smothered on top? Or have you totally taken your old life, died from that, and submitted yourself to a life with Christ? And that that's relates to a marriage. Sometimes we're just adding on the spouse, but we haven't changed a bit. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to submitting to a whole new life. The scripture says in Ephesians 5, we have to submit ourselves one to another. So now think about when your response is, eh, I'm not doing that. Or when you hear something, either in your relationship with God or your relationship with your spouse or your relationship with your family, you hear it, you recognize I need to change, but you, your next action is doing what you've always done your way. Think about the little, the, the, the tense, when you tense up, when you hear some of the wisdom of God through, through tonight or through any service that we have. With something in you tense up, or your first response is your defense, your defense to justify why that doesn't apply to you, why your situation is different. Normally, that's the person that's added Christ but hasn't submitted to Christ. So now, ask yourself, what really is the the holdup of your uh, fulfillment? Where is the holdup of you having? Like, like, suppose that man of God that's looking for you or that woman of God that's looking for you has submitted their life to Christ. They're not looking for someone that just has an add-on. They're looking for someone that's going to submit a life along with them. All right? Mm. So I wanted to share that as we get into this active listening because the scripture says be slow to speak, which is very rare for a lot of folk. Quick to listen, which is also rare. And slow to wrath, 
when do we apply being slow to ride? Because normally, it's not in everyday situations that you're even tempted to be mean, evil, or snapping, or cursing for that matter. Slip that in there, Pastor Mel hit that the <laughs> other day, right? So when you have the opportunities you tempted, are we slow to wrath or quick to it? And you had a thought here. So I was thinking about the, you know, listening more than speaking and how uh, none of us are really taught how to listen. Like if you think about it, no one really spends a lot of time talking about it as you were growing up, you know. Now you may have heard uh, your parents say, listen to me. <laughs> you know, you hear that, listen to me. And, uh, but, but no one really taught about, okay, how do you listen? How do you really lock in? Because it's a, I think, honestly, you can uh, hear what people say, regurgitate back to what the person says, but not understand. And, and so I think another level in listening is listening with the intent to understand. Because if you're just listening, that may not be enough because the person especially you know like my husband's a very um his brain is he remembers everything so i could spend five minutes talking about something and he will say you said this you said that you said this um but but that may seem like that's enough but actually to take it a step further is okay i hear you say this i'm not saying he doesn't do this i'm saying but you can say you know you, you say i hear you say this 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 and that but then if you're not listening with the intent to understand well then you're just regurgitating back to what i said exactly. so it's not necessarily going to be uh applicable for wisdom to actually come in the midst of that situation so listening is a is a skill it's something that you have to really be intentional in doing and that's something that the lord has been working with me more and more even in our marriage is to really really listen sometimes if you listen you'll hear what you don't what they don't say like really you'll you actually hear what's not being said if you really listen and so listening is something that um I really believe, you know, really helps us even to train ourselves to even hear from God. See, well, a lot of times we're, we're not tuned into God, and God is always speaking, but we're not tuned into him. Why? Because we haven't been listening. Mm. See, God speaks through all different types of, of ways. He can speak through a song. You know, here you are, you got an issue going on, and if you're not really paying attention in a song, he could slip an answer right in the song. You know, or something that you're reading. I know I was talking to Trina uh, yesterday, and uh, see, that's why you got to really pay attention because Trina was saying something that was really applicable applicable to our conversation. You remember what we was talking about in First uh, Samuel, and um, but see, she had to listen to me in order to attach what she read earlier that day. I think it was that day to what really was what God was saying. See, God was speaking. So sometimes we were looking for this audible sound of God, but sometimes it's not as spectacular as we're expecting. Sometimes it's just really paying attention. It may be a billboard, like you, you've been having this thought, and all of a sudden you see this billboard, and the words on that billboard, just, it just comes off that billboard into your heart. And it may be your answer. So listening is big. Oftentimes we want to get our point across um, and that just seems to be like the biggest thing for us. I just want to be understood. 
okay, that's good and everything, but then, okay, so really the goal should be, let's get a solution. Let's come up with a solution, because we could spend a lot of time talking about, you know, I just want you to understand me. Okay, yeah, I understand you, but now what? <laughs> but we spent like, what, uh, two hours or three hours trying to get the understanding, <laughs> you right, see what I'm exactly. saying? So it, it's, it, I know it probably sounds kind of confusing what I'm saying here, but I'm, no, you, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying we gotta, we gotta really listen with the intent to hear. And I'm telling you, if we train ourselves to hear in the natural with each other, it's easier to hear God. It actually becomes easier to hear God because you're, you're paying attention to what's being, what, what is, what you're being exposed to. You know, we're being exposed to uh, God all throughout the day. We're hearing him all throughout the day if you have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. But if you're, if you're casual and you do, 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 go through your day and you're not even looking for God to speak. Sometimes you, it's, it's, it's an expectation too that you have to, uh, you know, you wake up every day, God, I'm excited to hear your voice. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about every situation I'm dealing with in my life. You know, I'm excited, I'm expecting, I'm a, you know, and then when you see something that, 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 um, that collates with what it is that you're believing for, don't ignore it. Because sometimes we say, oh, that wasn't God. You know, that, that can't be God. That was just a coincidence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a coincidence. God has so many ways that he speaks to us. And so we can't limit God in the way that he does it. He'll speak to you through your children. He'll speak through you through uh, uh, even shows that you may be watching. Because why is it that that one thing highlights, it's, it's like highlighted. You, you understand what I'm saying? So a lot of times what I'm saying is that is so important that we learn to listen. We got to train ourselves to listen. Yeah, everything she said is so powerful. She hit all the different levels of, of what you're about to hear. So how are you going to listen to the unseen God who you can't see mm. and you're not listening to people you can see. Mm -hmm. And so, so our training to hear God because our whole lives change with hearing God. Listen, we're, we're mm. sitting here talking to you guys in Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, in mm -hmm. my case, by way of uh, 139 goes without or, or mm. as somebody was posting different hospitals, Martin Hospital uh, <laughs> you know, right off of Bergen Street in Newark, New Jersey. Now, in a thousand years, that, that, that young man in Newark ain't coming to Charlotte. There's no reason to. There's no reason. Obviously, there well, was no reason because it took me 48 years to even visit Charlotte. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> 45 years to visit. And her by way of Columbus, Ohio, but you gotta really hear God. Because, you know, people always ask, how do you deal with the uncertainty? Hey, you're listening to that still small voice. Now, the thing is, what are we doing to make sure we can accurately hear that voice? Are we taking in things? So this is the whole thing. You got to listen to what people are telling you. So people uh, tell you, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to use this. Smoking weed ain't going to kill nobody. Yeah, but is it affecting your hearing? Mm. Is it affecting you hearing God? Drinking ain't alcohol. Man, people have been drinking for years. It's legal. Yeah, but is it legally allowing you to hear God, to see God? So now we're playing off of something different. 
if we're just playing off of entertainment or whether we're going to kill somebody, hey, <laughs> the list is about this high of what you can and cannot do. But if we're playing off, I got to hear God because I got to lock in what I'm purposed to do. Now what we're doing? Man, you know, me doing, you know, watching a little video, ain't hurt nobody. Who says? Because are you, if you don't get in position, all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, it can hurt somebody. So now we have to train ourselves to hear God. Cut out all the noise, cut out all the vices that's impairing our ability to hear, right? Then we have to train ourselves to listen. She just said it. We have to train ourselves to listen to our kids. Mm-hmm. Because she just said they're saying something. Mm-hmm. Oh, trust me, they're saying stuff. The little kids, they're saying stuff you wouldn't believe. Stop they're it. prophesying. Yeah. We've seen little kids walk up and prophesy somebody was pregnant before they knew they was pregnant. But the kid ain't walking around. Oh, 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 oh. That said the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sister, sister, wait a minute. I hear from God. <laughs> no, they're just saying you pregnant. Mm-hmm. You have a baby, mm-hmm. and if you ain't listening, you wouldn't pay no mind. They're warning you of the wrong relationships. Babies do it great. They're going off as soon as you get around those people. But you're like, oh, they, they just like that. They don't like people. No, they don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I'm saying like you have to lock in what Pastor Mel said was powerful to really, really listen. Let's go to this scripture in uh, Matthew uh, 22, verse 37. Verse 37. Um, This is scripture we... we, we, That's okay. Yeah, okay. Scripture that we... uh, Here, we good. That we read a lot, or we've read a lot here at our church. But uh, Jesus said unto him... Now thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Mm. With all thy heart, soul, and mind. And that's every, it just keeps taking the layers deeper and deeper. We're going to do a teaching uh, maybe some months uh, on um, just uh, the layers of intimacy with God. And so, so it's, it's, go, it's going deeper. Just like in your relationship. So we met and the infatuation got us together and you know, we, we laughed and had fun and saw all the things was in common. And then, of course, we had, to, we had to deal with the things that was at the core of different levels of core of us that sometimes could chase you away from the wrong relationship. But it's cute. You know, you meet, you have fun. We go to the movies. We went out to dinner. We did all those different things. But then she found out I did drugs. Okay, that was the first argument right there. You know, uh, once you once you do drugs, you always do drugs. I'm like, who you think you? <laughs> so you know, so, so so we you know we went out about there. Then she had a little, she had some pet peeves, you know, some you know some. And then I'm a God bless. I had to learn tack. I didn't have any tact because I was by myself. I just tell you the truth. So you know, first time uh, she she the cooking was the, the the chicken was dry. She asked me, so how was the chicken? I said oh, that was dry. You know, I'm just a matter of factly. I ain't even like no tack, nothing. Then I then I went on to explain. You probably want to stay in the kitchen, the kitchen when you're cooking. You can't be doing a whole lot of different things, man. That was a heated discussion, you know. Well, well, or how? Why? Because there's layers. Now we have to deal with layers. Then she looked like she's ready to fight. Now this beautiful, wonderful, just <laughs> phenomenal, knock me off my heels woman looked like she's ready to fight. 
I walked out that house that day. I said, Lord, if I, did I pick, is, was it the wrong one? Because who was that? Like, I'm like, ready? Like, you serious? Like, you know, because think about somebody ready to fight don't look pleasant, do they? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, look. I mean, I mean, she, I mean, she didn't put up her hands or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, you can see, like, this, I mean, it's like Dan Knight from, from Wonderful Smiling Melanie to, like, who is this woman? And um, so I was like, oh, my God, man. Maybe I saw the wrong thing, you know. But no, the Lord, I saw I had to talk to the Lord. And we had to, go, and, and I'm sure my little, she's like, oh, this dude is a little bit too much now. Like, well, you look like you was about ready to fight. So that's the reason why. Oh, uh, I, Because, well, you know, I, his face. I, look, I guess I look like that, period, well, being from Newark. <laughs> <laughs> like, after I showed up looking, well, I guess if I was serious. Can you imagine back then? So I got used to no, your I face. No, I couldn't imagine because I can't see my face. Yeah. So, so, as, far, so as far as I'm concerned, it didn't So happen. his face looked like. <laughs> It looked like he's about to go down. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so, 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 so you got to get through all those layers. Both of us had to be patient to get through those layers. But God is saying the same thing. He says you got to get through the layers of, of, of uh, sometimes involuntary behavior, sometimes insensitivity, sometimes overly logic and overwhelming a person, sometimes thoughtlessness because you never had to be thoughtful. I just had a conversation with a, a coach. And I was sharing my son. I said, I said, listen, my son, he never had to consider nobody. He was single. I mean, I mean, not single. He was the only child. Mm -hmm. And it, before I came along, he was being nurtured. He never had to think about nobody else. He never had to share. Like these are brothers right here from time to time. Be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Look out for him. Or because then you got the little one back there. You know, so you guys are learning to share or to, to have to consider someone else. My son didn't have to do that. For a long time. So imagine him in a relationship. <laughs> I do. Listen, he wasn't thinking about us, let alone some, some, some stranger <laughs> that he just met. He just, so, so look, he was, so most of his relationships was add-ons. He wasn't submitting to the relationship because he wasn't taught how to submit. So some of us, all of our relationships are add-ons. They're accessories, not essentials. We're not submitting to the relationship. You know Ephesians 5 says submit to one another. We're not submitting. We're so stubborn. We ain't letting go of this is the way I want to do it. Look, your kids, why are you struggling with them? Because they ain't submitting to you, all right? And we're not talking about submitting to control. We're talking about advice, wisdom, direction. So, so they've shifted from submitting to you to you being an adult. I think I'll cons I may consider what you're saying. Well, well, normally that shift with your children is taking place because you've shifted with God. You were submitting to God, and then you got to a point where God becomes an add-on. And that affects how you talk and communicate. It's now it's not with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's total submit. I'm, I'm committed. I'm all in. My wife is not an accessory, so I'm listening. I'm studying. I'm paying attention. I'm mindful. Man, listen. You you can get duped if you don't really pay attention. So 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 my wife got an offer. This is a great example. Mm -hmm. So she got an offer to <laughs> minister overseas. So we get the information, you know, and how we roll. I was like, well, okay. I, I checked it out. I was yeah. Like, so uh, so 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 how we roll. I read through it as much as I saw. 
And I said, I, was, I said, well, we don't need to do nothing until we call and follow up, you know, just to see, you know, the legitimacy of it. And so, so the ministry was legit. We both saw the ministry was legit. And so, but since I researched. it's, yeah, since it's um, a uh, time change, six hours behind, we couldn't really call yesterday. So she made a couple calls there, but she did research. And then she just looked harder. I like, did that first before I... Oh, okay. Yeah. But she called me today and she said, you know, I, I don't know what the timing of when she did it, but she called me today. She said, babe, this ain't legit. She says, it ain't legit. It was it was different things you just had to see, even in the wording and the well, spelling. Yeah, it was certain things that stuck out to me that I was like, okay... It, see, that's why you got to pay attention. You really do. When I got it, well, actually, he saw it. She saw it. And then I saw it later. Yeah, I called her because Tanya sent us the... Uh, so I clicked on... I, what I did is I clicked on the website, and it was legitimate. But then what stuck out to me the most was the guy's name was Tim Chad. But when you get on the website, it said Tim Chaddick. So see, who leaves? That's just like me saying Melanie Brad. You see what I'm saying? And so that was the first thing that caught my eye. I was like, ah, this, don't, this is something's you know, funny about that. So, but to your point, go ahead. What was yeah, well, well, see, so, see that's, that's paying attention. That was my whole point. Same thing in conversation. Arguments are because people aren't listening to the entire conversation. So they missed the word. A person can be in ag agreement with you. They can compliment you and you defensive and get mad. Because you're so used to people putting you down. You're so used to people not just telling you the truth. You ain't listening. Because you haven't submitted to the, con the, to the conversation, right? So, so sometimes somebody's asking you questions. You're going, okay, what you, try what you trying to bust me out? Are you listening? Because if you're listening, the person's trying to give you a voice. That, that's what we try to do in our conversations. They're tough conversations. We have tough conversations. But each, per, each one of us has a voice. And, and each one of us has a choice. And that's what conversation is. It's not a healthy conversation when everybody doesn't have a voice and a choice. And I don't care if it's children or anybody else. They have to, with, with my son, and we've had conversations, you know, as he gets older, the conversations are tougher. So, if if my if I believe my son is 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 come at me the wrong way, I just start asking questions. So so so, where did I? How did I handle this wrong? And how am I coming at you? And why do you think this is not appropriate? Like I've asked him, and you know, he, he, but he's still on a roll. And then I then I say, okay, now walk me back through when when what you're thinking I'm doing, I've ever done in your life. Because I, I have a consistent track record. I'm there for my son. And, and you know, and, and she's been a witness. He's like, well, actually, that's not how you roll. He's like, Dad, I was just being emotional. But without me going, you being emotional, you tripping, you, what? Oh, you going to come at me like that after all I've done for you? Nah, I don't, I, I'm not rolling like that. Because I know if you're bothered with something I'm saying, you miss something. Because my whole life, Besides my wife, the, my, my second best friend is my son. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Something is, you missed something in this conversation. Because I'm all about you. I'm never going to do nothing to 
to like abuse you or, or be thoughtless. You're, my son is not a, an, an accessory. He's not an add-on. I'm submitted to serving my son. I'm submitted to serving my grandchildren. You know, <laughs> like that's just how I roll. I'm submitted to serving y'all. You know, so, so that's our point that we're trying to say. Like, do you care to listen? Because now you have to submit your ears to really pay attention. Mm -hmm. Or do you only care to save face? Or do you only care to make sure you look good or you the man or you the woman? Do you really, uh, like, you want to be a leader? Do you really, do you really want to be a leader? Because you would be listening. How do you jump out and do stuff without being, being led, being authorized, especially in the kingdom? You're not listening. You don't want to submit to a level of authority. You want to just do your own thing. And that's dangerous because lives are at stake. We're not pastoring because we, obviously we pioneer planning the church, but if you ever want, I'll show you the 100 page proposal that I submitted to my pastor. I stayed, I was there for 18 years. 100% all in. I wasn't like, She'll t I've never interview anybody that ever come to this church. You can ask them anything you want. You'll never hear, man. That dude was always talking about doing his own thing. You, interview way. He was there. I wasn't, I wasn't no rogue agent just doing my own thing. And I, we actually got licensed to pastor. Only people ever got licensed in the entire church. Um, we never changed how we were going to flow. We never just like, we're just going to do whatever we want to do. And so, so, so I'm saying that to say, you, you guys are kids. You're in somebody's house and somebody's paying the bills and stuff like that. So do, you, could do, you could do whatever you want to do in your own house. You can't do whatever you want to do if somebody else is footing the bill. That's like, hey, you pay for my convenience to do what I want to do. You ain't grown. If you're thinking like that, when you grown, you're like, I, I'm covering this house and I should be able to do what I want to do. You ain't covering nothing. You're doing something at that person's convenience. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like some people are doing things in ministry at our convenience. We're covering the house. Like the, the, we'll tell you. We can't. Well, we can't tell you. That's not, that wouldn't be nice. But I'll say it this way. There's people that took the covering for granted. I'm, I'm being nice. I'm being respectful too to if you're watching this. They took the covering for granted and, and the confidence they had because they felt a level of security, they didn't know it was because of the covering. So when they left out from under covering, they're going, I don't understand why this is happening. Right. What they didn't realize is because they were submitted to people that were submitted to God. You see what I'm saying? When they went out on their own, they weren't submitted to God at that level. So they didn't have the same level of covering. They lost the favor. They lost the anointing. They lost the prosperity. And it was like, well, just what happened? Because they took the covering for granted. They weren't even in position to think about doing the things they were doing until the, God used the covering to relieve them from their pain, relieve them from their suffering. Relieve them from their confusion. Relieve them from their heartache. Now they can see clear to do stuff 
and now they want to not value what God did. They want to, I'm going to just do my own thing. And don't realize they, you're covering it. Like, it's important. I'm sorry. I just went on a little roll there. <laughs> no, it's okay. But you said something. You talked about submit your ear. And then I would like to say submit also your actions. Mm. And the reason why I say that is sometimes we can be one way outside and another way inside. Mm. So in our homes, you know, we're uh, uh, Darth Vader, I guess. Or we're, we're not as uh, holy. We're not as sanctified. We're not as um, uh, aware spiritually. Righteous. righteous. Mm. We're, you know, we're, we're doing the total opposite of what we do on the outside. And so the people that is in your home, though, see, they see both. They see mama or daddy one way at home, and then they see mama and daddy another way <laughs> outside. So then it becomes this confusion. And it's unfair for them to have to process through the fact that what I'm seeing at home is not lining up with what's outside. And that becomes really, it, it, you put your children in a very uh, compromising situation now because now it's almost like they're even living a lie. Like they're, 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 they're actually, um, you know, maybe feeling uncomfortable when it looks like there's something going on outside that looks favorable, but on the inside, it, they know the whole truth. So that, that we have to watch that because we think that the children or anybody around us, husband or wife, same way. You know, the wife or the husband is one way, you know, at home. But then when they get out in public, they're, they're you know, Mrs. and Mr. Uh, Holy. <laughs> and so now, it, you know, there's this undercurrent or underlying fault that the person carries because they're like, Okay, you act, you, you fronting. You know, you think that, like, you think I ain't even paying attention. Because you're not telling a person, oh, you know, okay, I'm, I'm fronting. <laughs> you, 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 you ain't telling a person that. You just doing it. You just fronting. And so it, it, it's, it's, we got to watch uh, how we are. It should be all the way around, not, because I'm going to tell you, at home, that's where you let your guard down. That's the real you, actually. When you're at home, that's a good gauge how you are, like really at the core. That's where you really are. Yeah, because that's, that. I mean, that's the real yeah. you, because that's who you are when you relax is mm -hmm. the real you, not who you are mm -hmm. when you're uh, pretentious or, you know, like when you're on guard. You know, who, you know, I, you have guys that we used to say this, uh, the pastor when I was at the other church, he used to come out to the basketball games. He's like, Keith, uh, these guys are a little different. He's seeing different guys than he see at church. I said, Pastor, pressure reveals character. I said, these guys under pressure, you're going to see with, with who they really are. Like, you know, you know, if they mad, if they cuss, if they slip and cuss, it's going to happen under pressure. And that's what sometimes what happens, you know, people drop their guard at home, but it's supposed to be the same person. Well, and I wanted to say this. See, a lot of times we think that little children don't even pick up. We think that little children, oh, they little. They just like a piece of furniture over there in the corner. They don't know what's really going on. But they pick up everything. They, they absorb. See, children are like sponge. 
and a lot of things is not necessarily taught, it's caught. So they catch everything. And so we got to watch, you know. And then, honestly, I'm telling you, oh, my God, the children are an awesome reflection of the parents. Of all of us, yeah. It's amazing. Like, I, 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 you, do you mind me uh, sharing? Well, you, you only know I'm about to share. I, w I wish y'all, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So, <laughs> do you mind? You give me permission to, okay. All right. So, <laughs> I got I to gotta put this together, y'all. I mean, because it really speaks to what, it, it speaks to what I'm about to say. I have a picture of this young lady here. I have this picture. And in this picture, she is disappointed. She's angry, actually, in this picture. And she, uh, she is pouting in this picture. Now, interesting enough, I've seen that before in her son. <laughs> Seriously, if I put both of those pictures, I sure wish I had it right here. I'm telling you, it would have been. No, but. He <laughs> <laughs> said, we believe it. But I was saying to myself, oh, my God. I mean, he had, he had her demeanor. He had her look. I mean, he had her body language. It was amazing. And I said, that's where he got that from. He got it from her. Either he got it from her or she got it from him. <laughs> and I don't think it was the opposite. <laughs> That's good. But it was but it was a good example, y'all, of how little he's he's how old is he? He's like seven, seven years old, y'all. So we know, you know, he didn't get it. Well, he got it. He probably he had to get it from you. Because the way I'm telling you, it was amazing, y'all. I'm the, we gotta show that one day. <laughs> Well, you know, so interesting. Uh, another example is, I won't say all the details, but we were having a rap session last week with the youth. And so they was breaking out, the, the boys was breaking out some different examples of what we was talking about. So they were trying to find the example, like the, the specific name. And this was, this was detail. So Zaman was on his tablet. You know, he's always on his tablet, right? He's on his tablet. Now, he's not in our conversation. We went over there to eat pizza in the room next door. And uh, sure enough, he broke down the particular person and everything. Like, almost like, it's funny when you see it. He's on a tablet, and he goes, I'm going to just pick a fictitious name. So let's say it was like, now, who was that? Now, Mom, you know that's true. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, so let's say it was James Brown. I'm just throw out a name. He said, uh, James Brown. So he's on his tablet. He's like, uh, James Brown. Like, and it's like, but but what we were talking about, I was shocked that he even knew the name. Mm. But he, and and actually, he wasn't really involved in the situation either. What they were talking about, they were driving. So, so he was innocent in the car, but he had all the information. Like this dude had detail, and I'm like, but guess what? He was listening. Mm-hmm. See, because this is the interesting thing when they're young what else do they have to do they ain't got nothing else to do my granddaughter now she got <laughs> well all of them got have phones so she's gonna see this all of them got phones so hey i mean she doesn't have she ain't driving she can't take herself nowhere and she's young she's the little one everybody else is teenage or so she's texting all the time <laughs> 
Yeah, hi. How you doing? You know, like she, why? Well, guess what? She's also listening. And the thing is, we, we, we have a lot to keep us busy, but are we listening? Are we even listening to ourselves? Mm, I want to say this. Mm -hmm. You know, as I was coming up, like, I knew I was going to end up being a, a, a woman. And so okay. I would watch. No, no, I know. I know that sounds weird. But so follow me, y'all. Just Glad follow that this worked out. <laughs> no, but you know, you would hear, you know, this woman. And, right. and when you're a child growing up, you, you think to yourself, what, okay, so what am I going to look like as a woman? I mean, you know what I mean. So what I did unconsciously, I was actually looking at women. I was looking at how they would cross their little legs. I would look at how, you know, but imagine if the wrong woman came in the, on the scene, what mm. would I picked up, picked up? Do you understand what I'm saying? So there were people that I was around that actually caught my attention. Oh, I want to be like her. See, so even if you're not, we're, I'm, 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 I'm saying this to say, even if it's not your children watching you, there may be other children watching you. Like my, uh, um, this one back here, uh, little Ari. Ari, Ari is watching me, y'all. I'm telling you. She, I'm telling you. She is like literally almost stalking me. I mean, seriously. And, and then she saw the day we got the same pants on. Did you check that out? She, yes. So she, I mean, she is really watching me. I mean, I could be in a room full of a whole bunch of people, and all of a sudden I see somebody way over in the little corner with them bitty eyes looking, just looking. So she's watching me. So somebody, somebody's kid is watching you. You know what I'm saying? So, so, on, so it's not just your family members. It's other people. People admire you. There's people that look at Kalina and be like, man, I want to sing like her. You know what I'm saying? Look at Chris. Man, I want to be like him. He, Chris is like uh, a big guy that looks tough, but he has such a sweetheart. I want to be like that. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so we got, we, it's not just in your household. It's even in this body. It's wherever you go. Somebody's watching. And they're listening to you. They're listening. Like a uh, little, um, what's her name? Uh, Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie. Uh, Kensington. She's watching you, believe it or not. Y'all, I know I ain't by myself. That little girl looks just like you. She <laughs> I'm serious. She, it's like, it's like she, you birthed that little girl. And, oh, do they act alike too? I, I don't know, but it's like she got your spirit. And, and so she's around you picking up, picking up stuff. from. So that's why we can't take that casual. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Because this is the key. The key to what we're talking about here is because, you know, I seen something powerful in the Bible a long time ago, and it was called agreement. Mm. And, you know, God has been, been giving us, pouring in wisdom to us so we can have a church that's in agreement. You're going to see power like you never saw before. I remember a long time ago, Trina was asking, um, mm. Like you know, I just, I just want to see. I'm just say the power, presence of God. You know, I'm paraphrasing. And of course, you've seen God move in the church. But at that time, I was like, it's more to it than just mm -hmm. if the pastors are doing it. I said it's 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 what's poured out, but it's what's absorbed. Yeah. I said it's what's 
prepared for to disperse or impart but it's also what's demanded you know there's there's a lot of expectations so there's agreement that takes place so if you look through the bible it says look they were on one accord in the upper room it says they were saying they was all flowing flowing the same way saying the same things it says nothing was it said the power moved the power showed up and moved like never ever before but they were in agreement now after that they God used them in different facets of the the world but they built the foundation of anointing of agreement first like they didn't abort well they did somebody did abort agreement ahead of that was called he was called Judas right like he couldn't he couldn't wait until God's finished work to get what God had for him so he took a bribe ahead of time he felt hey I'm gonna cash in now well he, he corrupted his soul when he did it to a point where he killed himself and this is what happens when people like don't finish like we, we talked about uh, being finishers years ago and, and, and don't finish the agreement like, like God brought us together here for his work first seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and you gotta hear and listen and be in agreement when we do all these different things we're cheating ourselves it's happened listen, listen I, I've seen it thousands of times I was at Ohio State Young man worked his whole life to play professional football. He mastered agreement, submission, high school. To a point where he got to a Division I school that if you are in agreement, you automatically go into the NFL. That's Ohio State University. Like you go to any of those top schools, you can only lose the NFL. You, you, and so he gets there. And things aren't going as fast as he wants. So he comes to a, a, a study. I won't say his name, but you may know who you are. You may not. He goes, I'm going to such and such school. Because here, I'll have a better opportunity. It'll be easier. They really want me. Never heard of again. He was being prepared to be the next great. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know who the great person was. I won't say the name because the person watching or people will figure out who it is he was being set up to be that person but no 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 he he cashed in and is never heard of again that's what happens in our life it's about agreement and this is the thing if you don't listen how can people be in agreement even in a household how, how are you gonna be in agreement and nobody's listening in in God's house how do we get an agreement Man, y'all need to read, I, I read Acts 4 all the time. Y'all need to read Acts 4. The conclusion of the matter in Acts 4 is they were of the same mind, of the same speech. And it said that every, no one lacked anything. Not just an individual, no one. Do you know that's possible? But, it's, but everybody has to be able to listen. 
harmony in marriage is possible, but you have to be able to listen. You have to be in a good, you can't be in your feelings and hear. Because every time someone's giving you information, you, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be gross, but they say this about people getting pregnant. Some people can't get pregnant because, uh, how could I say? The housing for the seed, uh, uh, what do you call it? Evaporates the seed before it can uh, implant and produce fruit. <laughs> is that, is mm -hmm. that okay? <laughs> right, that's the best way. I, the best way I can do it, right? Somebody back there probably get, said the specific thing, but but I'm just saying. But but I was trying to be nice, you know. Just, I don't know who I was in here listening, but 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 this is what I'm saying. Same thing in this house. This is a house that is supposed to uh, be impregnated to produce greatness. But sometimes before the seed takes root. Without the agreement, it, it's evaporated before it ever starts. And some of us, because when, when God's trying to pour in the seeds of his word to produce a harvest in your life, it's evaporated in your hustle, it's evaporated in your, in your head, in your th you don't talk yourself out of what God has done before he's ever done it. The worst case scenarios, the fears, the lust, see, I'm not saying those things to put nobody down. I'm saying we evaporate it before it ever even takes root. And so we really didn't hear God. And so we live this life where we don't experience God. Like the real God. Like, like not, this ain't. Now, man, we just want people to see, man, God is phenomenally real. I'm not talking about religious where you have God by addition. I'm talking about submitting to the power of God where every aspect of your life, God, shows up. Not you hyping them up. Because people do that. I listen. We got a lot of hypesters. I'm talking about you don't have to hype God. He's so real, everybody else sees it. God, not success, not uh temporary prosperity. I'm talking about God shows up. But you got to be listening. We got to hear. You have a thought there? Uh, I, I know I was going to yeah. give them Hebrews. Well, go ahead and give them Hebrews. All right, let's do Hebrews 5. I mean, is then, it going to another area? No, no, it's okay. still in the same area. Okay. Uh, let's do Hebrews 5 because, because you know, it's, it's, it costs something to listen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to give you Hebrews 5, 2, King James, but then I'm going to give you the American Standard Version, which is going to speak to our point. But King James Version says, who, uh, who can have compassion on the ignorant, right? And on them that are out of the way, not in agreement. For he himself also is compassed with an infirmity. So it says we have to be patient in communication because sometimes we struggle through things, right? Listen to the uh, American Standard Version. This is so powerful. It says, who can bear gently with the ignorant and the erring? It says, for that he himself is also compassed with infirmity. So for us to even harmonize, within our midst, some of us are ignorant and some of us are erring. We're off, right? So it takes a lot for us to listen to someone that's ignorant of maybe what you're trying to say or ignorant to maybe a level of expertise or training or exposure you've had, right? 
It takes a lot of patience. Like everybody has a like Mel, Melanie Bradley wasn't raised in my house. In my house is because again I was I was just foster parents and different things like that. I wasn't raised in her house. So for me to harmonize with her, I gotta listen. Because one thing I don't have is I haven't had I've never been Melanie. And I've never been a woman in my life. So so I said that before, I was, I'll just repeat that. Um, and vice versa. So for us to harmonize, we got to listen. Mm -hmm. When you come into this house, with all the respect, you've been in a lot of different places, but ain't none of you been to Ayers. Well, obviously you've been to Ayers now. I know somebody was thinking that, so I thought I said that ahead of time. But what I'm saying is, but have you really submitted to find out why God sends you to Ayers Christian Center Church? Now, I, I may understand what mommy and daddy doing at the other church or, or what your friends was always doing or even all the, 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 the props you would get if you go around that culture. But have you really, really, really opened up and submitted to what God is trying to do with heirs? Have you got past some, some of the, have you been patient with the erring and the ignorant of your brothers and sisters? Because we all got to harmonize. Yeah, uh, okay, so a couple of things you said, really. Uh, just on that last thought, sometimes we look at sameness and we get disappointed. Say it again. Sometimes we look at sameness mm -hmm. and we get disappointed. So in other words, if I'm looking, because I remember for a long time, I was looking for a little Melanie in him. Vice versa, you was looking for a little Keith in me. So, you know, but if you're looking for the same you, well then somebody's obsolete. One of you not needed. One of you are not needed. So God does that for a reason. So we got to watch, be, you know, like, well, we just not, uh, what do they call it? Uh, you're not uh, compatible. <laughs> Compatibility is not sameness. Right. It's complementary. Yes. And so we got to watch that because we'd be looking for ourselves and the other person and we get disappointed when we don't see it. Or we don't hear it. Um, so I just wanted to, because you just was. Well, well, to add to her point, like, mm -hmm. so if you have a right hand, you're not looking for a right hand. Right. What, you going to wait for this one to die before you use it? Right. But guess what? A glove is not the same, but it's compatible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's good. You see what I'm saying? But, but a lot of us are right hands mm -hmm. looking for a right hand. Yeah. We ain't looking for a glove. We ain't looking for a left hand. We're looking for the same, same. thing that we are. Yeah. And we can't appreciate what we need. A lot of times we look for the same thing we are, the pride. Because I've already mastered me. If I, if, if to, offer, to open myself up to this difference, I'm going to have to change. So I said that to say God sends us. What we're not. What'd you say? What we're not. What we're not. Yeah, what we're not. He sends us what we need, actually. Um, and so uh, then also you were saying you were talking about you know being in agreement and you know every word that comes out of this house is actually customized for the people of this house every word and a lot of times you know we can get uh, like take it for granted and I think I was talking to Trina <laughs> I talked to so many people but I think it was Trina and I was telling her you know like we can even get to the point where it's like oh I heard that sermon before I heard that example before 
oh, we've heard relationship boot camp for, you know, before. We've heard it before. And so you can almost tell yourself, I don't need to hear it again. Mm -hmm. But then the problem with that is, see, if what you heard caused you to change, that's one thing. But if what you heard kept you the same, that's another thing. And that's a, that's a you that's issue. Listening. You have to hear it again. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear, the more faith you have. So, you know, we, we, we act like sometimes we've mastered what's been said. You heard the number like, two? You like, been hearing number two? Yeah, I mean for, like. For how old are you? How old you are? That's how long you well maybe when maybe we skip two or three, right? So we but ain't nobody going. Well, I heard them two before. But something in us tells us that if we've heard it, you know, more than one or two times, that's enough. It's enough when we start doing what we hear. And so, like you talked about being in agreement, that's what God is trying to do is get us all in agreement. And so whatever it takes to get that, and you tell if we're in agreement based on what people are doing. Are they doing what's being said? Otherwise, we got to keep, hey, we got to stay there until we get it. You know what I mean? It's like we can't pass uh, uh, high school, go to college if we still on, on a sixth grade level. And so that's what's happening. And some, some of us are at that sixth grade level, and, and God wants more of us. So he needs us to get in agreement. And, and every word that comes out of this house is customized for where we really are. And that's the thing. It's where we really are. Some might say, well, I've arrived. Well, guess what? You got another, you got another opportunity or an opportunity to now help somebody else arrive. See, it, it can't just be me and him trying to help people get there. We got we to gotta teach it so that everybody else, it'd be like a fire that, that sets in this area, and then this pe these people got it, but guess what? Now they're sharing it with other people, and now it becomes a domino effect as opposed to, hey, me, my four, no more. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the wrong attitude. God is trying to do something in a body, in a, in a house, and what they say, no child left behind, that's, it shouldn't be that way. Everybody should be on one accord, and that's what he's trying to get us to, one accord. If you really look at everything that's being taught in this house, it's like, it's like on purpose. Like every, it's like we'll talk about this, which leads to that, which leads to that, and then we might have to loop right back around <laughs> because we still need to get that or that or whatever the case is. So it's not just you know, me, my form, and, and, and no more, it's like, okay, let me get what I can get so now I can assist other people to get there too. Because we'll get there a lot quicker if everybody had that mindset. If, 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 if everybody has the mindset like, okay, I'm in the same place like you, so you, sh you, you get it too. No, what if, what if what's being taught for whatever reason you have a way of explaining it that it, it sticks to a person more than what is, what, what's being said up here. You see what I'm saying? You have a way. God uses you. Case in point. Uh, Trina, I don't know why we just keep highlighting you today. <laughs> Case in point, you know, it was a situation where uh, this, this individual, in, individual was ministered to from a, probably a lot of people. It, it was a lot of people. And so uh, the scripture talks about Apollo's uh, waters, you know, some plant, some waters, but God is the one that gives the increase. So people are tooling with this person. I mean, people are, you know, just sharing with the person, trying to get the person to have another uh, perspective. And Trina, God uses Trina. Trina probably shares almost the exact same thing that everybody else was sharing. 
But guess what? God used Trina to, right. to, for the increase to, to really come about. But it wasn't just Trina by herself. It was everybody else too. It just for whatever reason, she heard everybody else, but by the time it got to Trina, she reeled her on in. That was the chaser. That, so, so that was a good <laughs> example. That's a good example how you can, you can arrive, but you can assist in helping someone else arrive. And you see what I'm saying? So we all got to get there, but it, you know, some will get there because they listen. Some will get there because someone else was able to share it. Uh, some will get there just because they're, they're just obedient. They're just, you know, they're just so, they're, they're, they submit. They just, they submit to authority. They, they, they have a fear and reverence, not for him or me, but God. You know, they hear God. And so, you know, but, but I just wanted to share that because, you know, we all need to get in agreement because that's what's going to help this house I th I have all the I miracles. I think what you said things. is powerful because we, we've been in a lot of council sessions where people, we're sharing stuff that we shared in boot camp or whatever, and uh, the person will be sitting there like, I've never heard that before. So at first when they say it, I'm like, are they playing around? Because we've shared that a lot of times. But, you know, for whatever reason, they were locked in, they had other distractions, or they wasn't listening. Or there's been situations where people say, when are we going to talk about such and such? And I'll be looking like they playing, right? But they're serious. Mm -hmm. They really believe we've never talked about it. And so now I got to, you put me in a position, I got to go back and go, like she said, I do have a memory. So I'll go back and say, well, we talked about this, we talked about that, we talked about that. Oh. Oh. And and then I know some of you thinking, well, they probably wasn't here. No, we're talking about people that were here, mm -hmm. but they weren't listening. You increase your memory by sixty-six percent when you write something down. Something Nate uh, Clemens quoted the other day uh, when we were talking. Um, but you got some people; they don't want to increase their memory by sixty-six <laughs> percent. You see what I'm saying? Like like somebody's giving you the clue. You know, but some people don't want to do that, you know, because they have a, their, their own flow and they all own their own default. Uh, even relationship boot camp, I, you know, uh, I don't know, Ms. Lamar, maybe you can help me, but there's certain, I forgot what they call the professions, but there's certain professions. I don't know what they call it, but let's say if you're a lawyer, a doctor, whatever, but you have to. If you if you if you get your license or whatever, you got to go back every year to. Uh, yeah, but it's like a refresher. So so I know attorneys if they don't go back, they lose their license, right? Well, why are they going back? Because whatever this profession is, you there's a chance you can lose. It could slip. And it could cost somebody their entire life. How much more is kingdom stuff? Think about it. Some of you, I, I had this conversation this week with a guy. I said, well, you know, I said, I'm in the Bible Belt. I said, I'm not saying I'm in the Bible Belt because, wow, everybody's all churched up. I'm saying it. There's so many people that's going to church and don't know nothing in the church. Like been going to church for years. But some people flow like the folk from up north that ain't going to church at all. Going to church for years, but what comes out their mouth is not even the word. 
they've been in the building for years. We're not talking two years. We're talking, yeah, I've been going to church with such and such, but there, if, A, what's in you comes out of you. And so this is the thing. We're in the house, but it's the house in us. Scripture says, you by me and my words abide in you. You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And so that's, it's not, this isn't even a rebuke. It's like, can we, listen, you want all the blessings in the world and start with agreement. One mind, one, one speech. And you think everybody's looking to validate themselves by saying, I did this without. In the kingdom, there's no such thing. Because what keeps us humble is, I did it with. <laughs> that's what keeps us all humble. God set it up so we need one another. He didn't set it up so we can be uh, to, to just do things on our own. But we keep saying, like, me and Pastor Mel don't have a ministry. I'm mean, just, just for the record. We've submitted to serve God's vision and purpose, but we don't have a ministry. And we don't teach that in gifting and calling or nothing like that. Because it ain't our personal anything. It's God's. We've just been allowed to serve in it. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But we, we want to wear ministry and, and calling all the stuff like a badge, like we wore everything else in our life. Mm -hmm. Like we wore a suit, we wore a job, and stuff like that. It's not for validation. It's for fulfilling of purpose and empowering other people's lives. Lives are at stake. While we... Chilling. No, that's Look, good. I, I want it's, some comments after you finish. Okay. Your, your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you said about the agreement, uh, you like this is something that we came up with. You have to fight for agreement. I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to get us not in agreement with each other. That's good. Uh, as a married couple, um, so you literally got to be mindful of that and fight for agreement. Like we, if 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 if. <laughs> We recognize when the enemy will try to step in there, try to cause a division and mm -hmm. confusion and all that type of stuff. And when you recognize that, you got to be quick to try to uh, resolve that, to get on the same page, because that's how he causes the division is lack of agreement. So you have to fight like you literally got to fight for agreement. And and that's something that a lot of a lot of couples don't realize. Uh, they take it for granted. Um, when you get funky, that's the, that's the time to recognize it so you can get right back into, you know, uh, agreement with your spouse because think about it. God put you two together for a reason. There's a reason. He's trying to do something in that family, using y'all two or us two to, to make it happen. And so we, we can't allow the enemy to cause that division. Can I share this? Mm. And, and this is what so this is why you gotta get past yourself and your validations and and your healing ministry or your businesses. I'm not saying don't have business and stuff like that. You're supposed to do those things, but but you're supposed to be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be at. Reason why I said that is because for us, we came out here, God sent us out here to start a church. Everybody we met it's not a member. Everybody we meet is not a member. Just people I've been knowing for the longest, they don't even know I have a church. Like, so, so 
every conversation I'm having wasn't, hey, hey, I got a church, got a church, got a church, got a church, got a church. Like, I don't even, I don't even roll like that. You can interview anybody that, that if they finally come here, anybody I play with, anybody I know. I learned that a long time ago. I, I'm, I like people, and, and, and I, I can influence people. That's why I don't do sales. I've been offered every sales job possible. I said, well, I can't do that because I, the Lord used me to open your spirit up, and next thing I do, I hit you with, hey, hey, got them phone cards. So now you, you felt that you, your, your heart, your uh, burden was lifted off of you, and the next move is I, I'm trying to sell you a phone card. I'm not talking about for the people that that's their business. I'm saying for me and what I'm called to do. So now when you rush out of harmonizing with God, and you start putting your hands on your thing, so now your whole relationships are going to change now, right? Because now it's, it's about your hookup, not about you hooking them up to Christ. Your whole flow changes now, right? So now when you was trying to draw people into the kingdom, you're trying to draw people to benefit from them. So now you're going to shift from from really getting people to a certain level to exploiting them. See, when you're led by God, you're not even thinking about exploitation. Even when we do ministry, we tell people, and, and, and this is a ministry across the country, with other, even with other ministries, is it standing on its own? If we get involved, is it standing on its own? We don't solicit other ministries to pull from their people and stuff like that. We have to stand... God, what God is doing in ears has to be able to stand on its own and it, it should be, the overflow should be impacting other places. I mean, we're a pioneer church, so we're not, like I told you the other day, you don't give your bricks away if you haven't built a building. Um, but, but there's a lot of things with, that, that God has done in ears. It stands on its own. It's not because we done, you know, did all the partner here, partner here, hook up here. You got to watch that. And you got to watch exploiting God's people. When they walk through the door, they're walking through the door because they want to hear from God and see God and fulfill purpose. But not from the time they get through the door until the time they get to the seat, they done had 17 sales pitches. So, so, so now who do they choose from? So now you have funky relationships because... You, you participate in this person's nonprofit, but you didn't participate in mine. And then you participate in this person's, then you didn't participate in mine. When a nonprofit's supposed to stand on its own. Did, uh, what's the population of Charlotte? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know you know. It's how many? He said 1.3. You said 1.3? All right, so 1.3. It's 1.3 million people in this county alone. Why would, pe why would somebody has to have to pull from the church? There's plenty of people out there where you can, it can stand on its own and, and let people recognize it's something they want to benefit from. So let me, let me uh, add to that, mm -hmm. give you an understanding <laughs> why people would use the church. So, so I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, we shouldn't use the church as a means to get our agenda off the ground. Um, however, I know why people do it. They do it, um, and, and our stance, okay, 
The reason why they do it is because they have relationships with the people in the church. What, 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 where it gets uh, off is when you come in the church, you don't have a relationship with nobody and you trying to get them to buy from you and you don't even know their name, you don't know their, their you know, you don't know, uh, you don't know nothing about them, but you're using the church as a means to, to get your business and stuff off the ground. So one of the things we've always shared here at Ayers is if you are selling something, it should be out of your relationship with people. Like you already have a relationship with people. There were people at one time, uh, come, you know, little kids, you know, little kids, remember back at the old place, everybody was selling, you know, something. <laughs> and so the little kids were, they were little salespeople running around <laughs> getting all kinds of sales. But we noticed that some of the little kids, they didn't care if they didn't know the person. So they just went up to such and such and said, hey, you want to buy? They don't even know the person's name. After a while, you know, it was like, it, almost a line of yes. situations. So now that person comes to church, they're so, trying to figure out how do I get around right. all these all the little the people yes. trying to sell me something because right. they came to worship. Right. So what we had to tell them to do is, okay, listen, we don't mind you, you know, having relationships with people and then going to the people that you know. Uh, and this is for kids, but even for the ones that know people, you got to be tactful, you know, because people can feel like you're taking advantage of me because I am here. So you just have to, it's out of your relationship with these people that you have to make sure that you're not pimping the people of the church to get your agenda, you know, uh, uh, to, 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 to use it as a way to, to do it. But I think, I, honestly, I mean, our son, he's a, a car salesperson. Mm-hmm. And the church that he goes to, I'm sure he gets business from that church. But Mondale's not going around saying, hey, you know, I'm a salesperson. I'll see you uh, Sunday, or I'll see you, you know, Thursday. Come see me. He they, ain't even, they know he sells cars, and, but, and they go to him. But I'm gonna tell you something. If I had not have warned Mondale, Mondale would have been just like that. He would have been every Sunday going to church to get a deal. Uh, but I said, so Mondale. I said, and I know you're aggressive. I said, I, trust me, I know you. I said, so don't be going to that church. Be like, you know, just going just to get a deal. And so he said, well, that's what, he said, look at all them people. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was thinking that that was a good opportunity, you know. And, uh, but I told him, I, I explained to him, I said, listen, it should be out of your relationships. I explained to him when I sold, uh, I used to be a loan officer. And so um, I had, we had uh, that over a thousand people that thousands. I could have approached. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I didn't tell them what I did for a reason. They found out what I did either from somebody else, maybe somebody, you know, whatever the case is. But the point I'm making is I didn't advertise, hey, I'm a loan officer. If you need a, a mortgage loan, see me. You see what I'm saying? And now I'm known in the church as, oh, she's the church loan officer in the church. You see what I'm, that can happen. Where, because uh, actually one particular person what, at the former church that we went to was known as the loan, uh, the, um, a car salesperson at the church. That dude had everybody. Like if you wanted to get a car, everybody knew to go to this person. Now how did that happen? It could have organically happened or he could have just went around telling everybody this is what I do. I don't think that's what he did. I don't think it's bad if people, I don't think it's bad people recognize what you do and everybody loves your service, you're doing a great right. job and they want to benefit from you. I don't think 
That, I don't think that's what Pastor Mel's saying either. Mm-hmm. Because out of relationship, exactly. they say, I know I can trust this person. Right. You know, uh, I mean, we're getting a house. We knew some, the person didn't solicit us. We solicited them, yeah. and we just said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we just want to do business with you. You know what I'm saying? So, to, to, because the person's a benefit. So, and we'll do that. There's other people here do mm-hmm. stuff. If, if, if we know you do stuff, we'll just ask you. But it's a relationship versus every time I see you, you trying to set me up for another deal. Um, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know how we got into that. I probably got us into it, but hopefully we can get it. Get on real quick. Um, give us some thoughts about what you heard, or even questions, or differences of opinion, or or uh, insights. 